Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Hatshalom. We're now in Masachat Erovin, Daf Samach Dalad Amur Aleph. Picking up from the previous discussion about Sechiro Ulekito. Gufa Amar Yudam Ashwa, Afilu Sechiro Ulekito, Kito, Notenet Erovol Viddayo. And this is going to, in a very quick way, lead us to a, um, a tangent, which will take us all the way through this podcast. Rav Nachman, come on, Malia Hashmata. So Rav Nachman commenting on this statement that Rav Yehuda reported in the name of their common Rebbe Shmuel said, that's a very good statement that somebody who works for the uh, non-Jew who owns the property can be the one to give the Eruv. I'm Rav Yehuda, i Shmuel, and now we have a different statement. Shatar Rav Yidayin al Yoreh. If somebody drinks Rav wine, he cannot answer a Lachai question. <coughs> I'm Rav Nachman, lo hashmata. So this one he didn't like. Why Until I have revit of wine, I can't even think straight. So he says it has the opposite effect. So Amalei Rav Rav said to Rav Nachman, "My Tam Amrahaki, why are you saying that?" He who leads zonot will lose a fortune, which means What does that mean, Ro'ezonot? Somebody who says, "I like that." Teaching, but I don't like that teaching. In other words, you're selective. What would you accept? You lose the wealth. Meaning to say that statement of Shmuel, I like that one. I don't like is inappropriate. So Nachman said to his own Talmud, "I'm Chosrbi. I changed my mind. You're right, and I accept it all." And that leads us to a tangent about the issue of of, of ruling on halacha when and other things that you may be limited from doing when drunk. Somebody who has had something to drink, Shatui, should not say Tfilah, but if he does, his Tfilah is fine. Shikor, somebody who's out and out drunk, he's not Yotze Tfilah, and it's a, it's a bad thing. Now, how do we put the line between them? Where's the dividing line? They said, They were they were departing from each other at this particular bridge. Each person, as we depart, should say something, a piece of halacha that the other fellow hasn't heard. And that way, that when you leave somebody else, make sure the last thing you say is a Dvar Halacha, and that way he'll remember you, because every time he does it or thinks about it, he thinks of you. Okay, good. Patochad v'yamar, one of them said, So one of them said, you know what the difference between Shatu and Shikor is? Shatui called Shachol de Melech. If you can still talk in the presence of a king, that's called Shatui. Shikor called Melech. But if you're so drunk, you can't speak and control your words properly. To speak in front of the king, then that's called shikor, and of course, the king of kings you cannot address. Now, patach idach v'yamar. So, what did the other fellow say? Again, it's another tangent. What's good advice for somebody who takes possession of nichsei hager? That means the ger died without heirs. Whoever gets them first uh, is the owner. What's the best advice to do when you suddenly have a windfall? Yikach ben sefer Torah. Use at least some of it to buy a sefer Torah. Even if a husband inherits from his wife, or even if you just profit, or Papa takes it further and says, even if you're on a mitzvah, meaning any time that you suddenly have a, a large amount of money come to you that you weren't expecting, you should invest it, and the best investment is in a Sefer Torah. You don't have to buy a Sefer Torah, even if you use the money to write tefillin. 
Vaidar Yisrael Neder. How do we know this? Because Am Yisrael, when it was in the Midbar, <coughs> and had the war against the Kna'ani, and Parshat Chukat, and they had uh, captives taken, they took a neder. What was the neder? If you let me win this war, Hashem, I will dedicate all of the spoils to you. So the idea is you get something, so you dedicate some of it to God. If you're drunk, and you go and you walk a meal, which is a little bit less than a mile, or any amount of sleep, a small nap, that gets rid of the wine. He said, that's only if he had a Revi'it. If he had more than a Revi'it, if you have a short walk or a short sleep, then it's actually going to intensify the drunkenness. So now we go back and say, does a meal really work for that? We have this long story about Rabbi Gamliel. He was riding on a donkey. He was traveling from Akko north along the coast to Kziv. Rabbi famous father of Yehuda, was walking in back of him. Rabbi Gamliel encountered a cake on the on the road. He told Rabbi Loi, sort of like his underling, pick it up from the road. Now, then they found a non-Jew walking. He called him a Mavgoi, and he said, take this cake from Eloi. So Eloi then came to Rabbi Gamliel. So he asked, sorry, he asked this, this Goy, where are you from? I'm from Burgenin. He said, Mavgoi, my name is Mavgoi. So, Gamliel, Gamliel ever meet you? No. So we see that Gamliel had some sort of divine inspiration that helped him identify who this guy was. Okay, now, the main point of the story, though, is Now, this is not even the part that we want to get to, but from this part, we learn three things. First thing, if you pass food by, you don't just leave it sitting there, you pick it up, find somebody appropriate to eat it. Second thing is, you find the rove. And since the rove of people traveling there are non-Jews, therefore, his decision was, this is something that we can't eat, and we can give it to this fellow. The third thing is, that this is evidently, at some point after Pesach, every day in the year, is either Pesach or after some Pesach, and if it's chametz owned by a non-Jew, which based on rove, this belonged to a non-Jew, is mutar Now, Kivan next part of the story. Once he got to his destination, somebody came up to Gamliel and said, I made a neder, and I want to see if you can retract it. So he said to another fellow with him, not Rabbi Lai, but somebody else, <coughs> Didn't we have Ravit Yain? Remember, they've been going for miles now on the donkey. Amarlo Yes. So this guy has to travel with us, so we'll keep going. Until we feel totally clear-headed, and the wine is gone, and they went another three milin. Till they got to the beginning of the area of Tyre on the Lebanese coast. Then he got off of the donkey, put the talit around him, and he sat down, and then he was maturned there. From that story, we learn lots and lots of things. First of all, we learned that a revit of wine makes you drunk, so you can't rule on halacha. That you can't answer a halachic question or rule in a case of halteratendavim, for instance. If you're drunk, and we see that going on the road gets the wine out. 
Man she'in for nedarim lo rachuv lo malech lo made. You cannot be matur nedarim or made for nedarim. Should be matur nedarim really, not while you're riding, not while you're walking, not standing. You have to be sitting, seated. Okay, so noktani miach tosha milin. But the point of this whole story for our purposes was that he went three meal and not one, and he only had a revit yain. So the answer to that is shani yain aitalkidim shakir tfei. Italian wine evidently is more intense and makes you more drunk. So therefore, you had to go further. I'm rachman aravu aloshanu el shatar revit. But that doesn't help because if you say that Italian wine is more intense, then you go back to what Rachman said, which is that a, a the road only helps if you had exactly Ravit. But a Ravit of Yayin Talki is like more than a Ravit of our wine, and therefore it should be that the road's actually going to make you drunker. The answer is Rachuv Shani. That's if you're walking because you have circulation and the alcohol is circulating in your bloodstream. Here you're sitting and riding, so it just time goes by and you get uh, more clear-headed. Now, Hasha Ati Bahachi, once you give that answer, Ram Baraba Nami Lokasha Rachuv Shani. So Rami Baraba, who was the one who suggested that Derach Meal is good enough, Nami Lokasha Rachuv Shani. So it's not a challenge to him because when you're riding, you need three meal, and when you're walking, one meal is enough. Okay, so you could even say that the Italian wine is no different. But Nachman, by the way, said, and this is the, just challenging the inference that you have to do atarndoim seated. He said you could do atarndoim riding and walking and standing or seated. The answer is tanoi. The potchin 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 means what the petitioner brings as his first reason for trying to get out of the nether. If potchin b'charata, if it is an issue of regret, not a formal issue, but a subjective issue of regret, regretting having taken the nether, uh, then it's something that really needs iun. So if you're able to do that, then you really do have to sit down and have full concentration and sit. If not, if it's a formal thing, then you could do it all walking. It's sort of blight. The Amar my patach gavra, and now we know in that story, what did Ram Gamliel use as the petach to help that fellow out? Anybody who expresses himself and makes a neder really should be stabbed. But the chachamim know how to heal it. Meaning that it was an essential charata. Since there was charata, Gamliel had to sit down. If you hold like the Tana, it says, then you could do it while walking or while standing, etc. So one of the things we said is we learn you do not pass by food and let it sit there on the road. That was only in the early days. Evidently there was a problem with Jewish girls using shafim and evidently they might hex food on the on the road. We have to walk past it because that food might be hexed. Tana shleimin ma'avirin. You can walk past full ones. If they're sliced or crumbs, then you don't, because they're evidently only going to hex the full ones. What they don't do hexes on crumbs or pieces. You degraded my people. You profaned my people. Um, and, and it lists here with pieces of bread, implying that they use pieces of bread for their witchcraft or their sorcery. The answer is no. The No, that they were willing to do terrible things for as small a price as a piece of bread. This piece of bread was the payment, not the vehicle. Sheshmashim 
I could exempt everybody from everything they do as a defense attorney to God from the time of the Chorban. Why? So Yeshayahu refers to Bnei Israel as drunk without wine, as a drunken sorrow since the Chorban. If a shikor makes a purchase, it's valid. If he sells something, it's valid. If he does an avera that you have to get eye for, he dies. If he malkut, you get malkut. He's a hundred percent considered a capable person. As there's one exemption. That's tefillah because he can't talk in front of the king. So now, said I could exempt the whole world. He meant midin tefillah for the fact that they don't have it at least because everybody's sort of drunk. By the way, the rule we just said that you're 100% pikeach, even if you're drunk, that's only if you don't get to the level of, of, of Lot's drunkenness, where he was absolutely unaware of what was going on, and his daughters were able to take advantage of him two nights in a row. Then you're indeed exempt from everything, or it might be patur miklum. It's a very strange phrase. But Magain here refers to Magain Avraham, and it means that at a time of height, it's kind of like we had earlier with the f- brilliant phrasing of the people in Yehuda, somebody who lets go of the Magain at a time of height, meaning when he's drunk, he doesn't daven, doesn't say Magain Avraham, then it's sarot are kept away from him. In other words, it's a good thing, if you know you're drunk, not to daven. Shinemar, gava afikei maginim sagor chotam tsar. My mashvafik leishna davurehu. How do we know that mafik means to pass by? Tertiv achi bagdu, achai bagdu, k'monachal kafik nechalim yavoru. They pass like an afik, an afik here being like a channel, so they pass over the channel. Yochamar kol sheino mafik itmar. It's actually the opposite, not kol shamafik. It's kol sheino mafik, but he has a different. Kavim shalai mafik leishna digiluyehu. Meaning, mafik here means, in Rabbi Yochanan's version, it means to expose. It means somebody who does not expose Magain when he's drunk, he doesn't say it. They end up meaning the same thing, but use the language the opposite way. So you say, afik is connected with yigalu, as opposed to ya'avru. So it's the juxtaposition in each of the psukim in Eov and in Tehillim that helps us out. So since the Psukim support both Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Hanina, so where do they disagree? So he can the Rav The difference is Rav Sheshet. Rav Sheshet masashen Rav Sheshet handed over his sleep to his servant, meaning he told his servant, you've got to wake me up. Mar itle de Rav Sheshet, umar leitle de Rav Sheshet. The difference between Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Yochanan um, is... Um, is when, when Rav Shesha would say to a servant, I'm going to sleep a little bit, when it's on tefillah, wake me up, Rabbi Hanina, who said that you really have to pass it by, he would disagree with Rav Shesha and say, you got to sleep until you actually wake up. And until you wake up on your own from your drinking, you can't daven. And Rabbi Yochanan would say, just uh, sleep a little bit, and that would be okay. Um, okay. It's not just about drinking. If you're not settled, if your mind's not settled, you shouldn't daven. When you're in trouble, don't yore. Now, everybody points out that this is a pasuk that doesn't seem to exist. They suggest it might be in Ben Sira, and some versions of Ben Sira. When he was angry, he wouldn't daven. He quoted the same pasuk, as it were. Um, uh, 
on a uh, time when there was a southern wind blowing, would not go out to Beit Din. Why? Um, uh, we'll see more about this in a second. To study halacha, you need clarity like a day on the northern wind when uh, when it blows through and uh, and clears clears the sky up. So you need clarity. The southern wind was something that evidently bothered people. If this goes back to Abaye and his nanny, um, um, if if I'd be studying and and my nanny would say just something very simple like bring the kutach the food uh, over here, lo <coughs> tanoi I couldn't teach. Amarava ikratstan kina if a louse got affected me lo I couldn't teach. His mother made um, seven different types of uh, food for the different days. Night is for sleeping. Meaning, these are uh, times or a circumstance which is very hard to study. The moon is there for a study. They said to Abizera, your words are very sharp. Why? Those are the words I studied during the day. That's uh, siding with the idea that nighttime is for sleeping. Uh, Amr'le's wife, who was a, uh, um, uh, uh, wife, said to Avchista, Lo boy, mar, menam purta, don't you want to sleep a little bit? Amr'le, hashta atu yome darichi uktini. Venenum tuva. Days are coming that are going to be very long. Uh, he's talking about, um, um, and long days and days that are short for study, meaning days when I'll be dead. And then I'll sleep a lot. We are day workers, because we do our work during the day. What he would do is he would borrow, meaning he would study a certain amount per, per day, and uh, sometimes he had to work during the day, so he would take some of that from the next night. And he would finish his study, his daily amount, he would do that during the night. Now more about being confused or being out of sorts. If somebody comes from the road, they've been traveling, uh, then they should not pray for three days. They camped at this river, uh, Ezra tells the story that he, uh, in the, the river Ahava, and they camped there for three days and then he taught them. So you need three days to settle down from the road. When he would travel, he would uh, wait three days to, to pray. He wouldn't pray in a house that had meat in it. Because the smell. And our papa would not pray in a house that had this kind of smelly fried fish uh, mixture because it smelled bad. Uh, Shmuel evidently, according to Rashi at least, would get the, what we would call a contact high from the mead in the house. Anybody who can be appeased by wine is kind of like God. When Noah came out and made the korbanot, God smelled the sweet smell and then committed never destroy the world again. Anybody who uh, can drink and not get drunk is like the 70 elders. Because why? The gematra of Yain is 70. And the word sod, secret count, secret, or council is 70. If wine comes in, secrets come out. But, of course, if you're able to do that, then you're like the 70 elders if you're able to keep the secrets in. 
The only purpose of wine is to comfort those who are sad mourners and to let Rishayim have a good time. So you hear different voices here about wine. Is it good? Is it not good? Is it for everybody? Is it only for certain people? Uh, he says, if you have, if you don't have wine spilled in your house like water, because that's the bracha. God will bless your bread and your water in Mishpatim. Just like bread is something that's a value, you can buy it with Maser money. So water, too, that you can buy with Maser money. But you can't buy water with Maser money. We saw that in the third paragraph. So it's called Yain. But yet, that the, the, um, the Pasuk refers to it as Mayim. So therefore, So if wine is spilled in your house like water, it's free-flowing like water, then you have a bracha vilolo. That's why many people have the custom to have Dalah to fill their cup and a little bit over, have it spill over, based on that Gemara. You can recognize who a person is by three things. Koso, bikiso, bikaso. Clearly an aphorism. Koso, how he behaves when he's drunk. Bikiso, how generous he is with his money. Bikaso, how he controls his anger. I'm really off Bissachko, and some add also Bissachko, how he laughs, what, what his entertainment is, if you will. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We're going to go back to Eruvin uh, in the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.